This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, this is a very quick reminder that if you are listening to this podcast anywhere near young children, it might be a good idea to pause at this point. You've probably guessed why. There may be a few trade secrets revealed in this one as we're about to lift the lid on the most famous jolly bloke of all time and we don't want to ruin Christmas for anyone. Okay? All clear? Enjoy. Oh my god. Did you not know you had reindeer? I've only just noticed I've got reindeers on my buttons. Yeah. Hi, I'm Joe Marler. And I'm Tom Fordyce. Some people do amazing things. On this show, we meet astronauts, stunt women, prison guards. And some people who do other things like, I don't know, recruitment. Yeah, we'll talk to anyone. See, I used to hate people, but this show's changed me a bit. It's taught me stuff, and now I can't get enough of people and the things that they do. I'm just like a fat geezer that eats chips pie in the morning and sells things on the market still. The guy with the toilet brush stuck up his bum gave oh. a fantastic story. I have been caught tip-exing a customer's car. Are you a robot, Lydia? Well, how would you know? I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> Kestrels used to be called windfuckers. <laughs> when you have to explain to a grown adult that drink is, in fact, a liquid and they don't <laughs> believe you. And we will not stop until we've met everybody. On the show today... My name is Mike and I am... Father Christmas. Is there an initiation where someone seizes your facial hair and gives it several sharp tugs? Now all I'm going to do is think about my nipples whilst I'm looking at the reindeer button. I wouldn't do this job if I didn't like giving. But no one wants to see a flaming Father Christmas falling from the sky. They'll be so upset Daddy's attacking Father Christmas. That's a very Don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. Brilliant. I want to know if his beard is actually real. Oh, and if he can actually fit down a real chimney. Right, let's find out. Welcome to The Joe Marler Show. Ho, ho, ho! Hello, Mike. Hello, Joe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Please, could we hurry up with the start of the episode? (laughs) I need to describe what I'm seeing. So if I turn to my right, I can see Mike, who looks very much like Father Christmas. You've got a magnificent, white, natural, bushy beard. Then I turn to my left... (laughs) where I would expect to see Joe Marler. And whoa, my goodness, Joe's disappeared. And an almost movie-perfect Father Christmas, I'm going to describe you. 
bottom to top. You've got Father Christmas black boots on. You've got velveteen with a little turnover, like a Puss in Boots turnover. And then you've got a dark red pair of velvet trousers. You've got white cuffs on a jacket. You've got white leather gauntlets. You've got an enormous belt. You've either had a much bigger lunch than I saw you eat, or there is some subsidiary belly action going on. You've got an enormous white beard. You've got round John Lennon-style specs. You've got a woolly hat. You look, and there's no other way of putting this, Joe. Incredible! You think so? Yes! A lot of effort's gone into this, mate. The only bit of the real Joe that I can see is your eyes, but because they're hidden behind those glasses, it's, it's a very small step for me to just imagine, actually, you're not Joe. Is this believable? Mike, what do you think? I would say so. I, I love the, the gilded bits as well. Very, very, very nice costume. Good quality, do you think? The costume itself, excellent quality. The beard, oh, not so much. Really? I would say. Is it say, too much? Is not, it too round ears? Not this beard. It's, it's not a very realistic beard. If, if, if whoever costumed you yeah. paid a bit more, they could have got you a, a much better beard with yak hair or human hair. Sorry, you yak. don't need all this finickety stuff, do you? Yak hair? Yak hair or human hair. Human hair best, yak hair second best. Nylon way further down. Is it itchy and hot, Joe? Because you're, you're, there's a very small section of Joe Marlowe I can see appears to be perspiring. Mike, I don't know how you do this, mate. I don't know. I just... This is crazy. I'm so hot... Have you got some sort of fan in your suit that you do? Like No, I think a lot of the American Father Christmases, they have cooling vests and they load things out of the freezer into them. Ooh. I've never thought to get that. But no? Well, the idea, weather's slightly different over, isn't it? Absolutely. If you're in Texas, it's uh, <laughs> not as cold as we got here. So this, are we, right, how much more are we doing with me? Can I at least take some items off? Which item would it help you most to remove the, the beard? Okay, go hat first. Oh, no. You can't feel it through your gauntlets, can you? Okay, the hat. Oh, God. Well, you've got the full hair as well. Well, I haven't. It's actually... It's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's around, yeah. It's, it's an yeah. around. Yeah. It's like a headband of hair. You that, Mike. No, that's fine, it, because you've normally got the hat on, so it doesn't show, yeah, does no, it? Yeah, I've exactly. got the same, but with real hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are. Now the hat... Oh, the beard's come off and the hair and the John Lennon glasses. Oh, my God, the feeling of when you take it off. Good, isn't it? Oh, that is wonderful. <laughs> I love that you've still got a little bit stuck to your head. It's you have, yeah. You've got a few bit. wispy bits, like you've <laughs> shaved your head really badly. You look, Now you've got your ordinary beard, but you're back in the robes. You look like Henry VIII in his gout period. Right, so it's obviously a busy time of the year for you, Mike. What sort of jobs? You said you mentioned before we started that you've just come from Bracknell Mums. Yep, yep. Bracknell Mums Club. So do you, what, what other sort of jobs do you end up having to do? Um, oh, all sorts. Lots of home visits, um, Zoom visits, Zoom presentations to people in America and Canada, which can get very warm. Um, <laughs> and this year I've done a lot of nice ones. I did breakfast at the Bull in Henley, Bull on Bell Street, and I'm doing three days as Santa on the Hobbs Cruises in Henley. So the kids go on a cruise up and down the river and they've got Bertie Slipper entertaining them and then they come back and I come on to a grotto and they all get presents. It's, it's a really lovely little job. I'm finding myself charmed already, Joe. Very charmed. Falling into the spirit of Christmas. But are there some gigs, Mike, that are better than others? So the classic busy shopping centre gig. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It's not one I do. Oh. From choice? Oh, well, mainly from never being asked. But yes, also from choice, if you like. <laughs> too chaotic, too noisy? It's a mix. Um, I, I used to do a grotto, and what I found quite upsetting is parents sort of pulling a kid over and insisting that he sits with me and gets a photo, even yeah. if he's totally unhappy and yeah. crying. And they said, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. 
And it's quite nice when you've got time. When you're not doing a grotto, you've got more time to let the kids settle and, you know, have a nice time together and get a decent picture or just let the child enjoy it. That's why I do a lot of home visits, um, particularly, say, with neurodiverse children who just, some of them absolutely hate having to go to the mall, as we call it these days, to see Santa, as we call him. And it's lovely to be able to take time and they're in control. It's their house. Um, They can show you what they want to show you or they can just go in the other room if they don't want to be with you and the grown-ups still get something out of it. Just Sorry, I'm on a hobby horse. (laughs) No, I like it. Uh, Let's pick up on that bit, that small little sentence you just said about Santa, as we call him, and there was a Mm. a tinge of... I picked up on that. Is there an issue with us calling him Santa Claus? No, no, it's just... I started nearly 40 years ago and it was always Father Christmas over here. And first 20 years, I was always Father Christmas. Then it became Santa Claus. And now it's basically the clause has gone as well, for the most part, and it's just Santa. What is Which Santa? It's quick, isn't it? Saint? Saint, yeah. No, Saint, Saint Nicholas. Saint. Yeah, Santa is Latin or Spanish, whatever, for Saint as well. Fuck, so, I'm really up on my Latin and I should have known that. You love your Latin. I do, but I thought Saint was Latin for Saint. <laughs> are you a Father Christmas man, Joe, or are you a Santa Claus man, or indeed a Santa man? Do you identify when you you are in that costume as one of those three primarily? Father, I think I'm a Father Christmas. Yeah, yeah I nice. am a Father Christmas. I do. Hello there, I'm Father Christmas. So every year, Mike, I well, so most years I've had a movie quality Santa outfit mm. and I've dressed up as Father Christmas every year and put on the hello children and gone to visit the nan and granddad because nan and granddad are friends with Father Christmas mm-hmm. and Papa. And there was this one year I went to visit all my niece and nephew and my kids and they'd gone round and hello, how are you children? Have you been good? Yeah, have you had a good year and all this and given them some chocolate and had a little chat with everyone and then left. But I take it quite seriously, Mike. I, mm. I really do. And that year, I'd gone as hard as I could. I bought snowflake contact lenses, so it changed my eyes. And I changed my eyebrows with brow, not paint, but you know, the yeah. makeup to make yeah. them white. So I really went to town on it. Then I, I left. Then I'd give it about half hour. I'd go to truck up the road, get changed, put my normal clothes on, and then come back in and be like, and the, none the like kids would be none the wiser and I'd say, oh, uh, what's happened? They'd say, oh, you've missed Santa, you've missed Santa and it would work every year. And then this time I've walked back in and Jasper, my eldest, is staring at me and he's staring directly at my eyebrows and my wife is behind him. She's going, no, 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 get out, get out. And then I realised and Jasper's just looking at me and then I've realised that I've forgotten to take... Oh my eyebrow makeup off mm. and it dawned on me oh my god I've ruined I've, I've ruined the magic of Father Christmas for him but I managed to blag it a bit and say oh I, I did see Santa he, he was just going off in his sleigh and some of the snow kicked up and got stuck in my eyebrows and he believed it for all of um, an hour <laughs> until we got in the car back and he said that was you wasn't it daddy I went yeah it was but don't tell your sister please <gasps> and he's, he's held on to that for the last three years Good so man. he's still Excellent. got me in the bribery terms. No Santa snitch. No Santa snitch. But I'd, I'd quite like to quickly take you way back to the beginning, mm-hmm. Mike, and ask you this question. Did you believe in Santa when you were young? I did. And do you remember the time that you 
stop believing in Father Christmas? I don't really know. Oh. I think it's about the time I started getting socks and underwear for presents instead of toys. Mm. It's never a nice moment, that, is it? Because the package itself can look quite alluring. It's got a soft sort of squish to it. And you shake it, nothing happens, there's no clue. And then you open it and you just think, ah. Socks. Socks it is. Do you actually remember the moment that you went, I'd quite like to be the Father Christmas. I'd quite like to get into this. Yes, I do. It was very shortly after I got my uh, lumbered with my first gig as Father Christmas. <laughs> oh, so you stumbled on it by chance. Yeah, I was the new guy in the Parent Teachers Association and uh, it was November and the chairman said, oh, we need someone to be Santa at the school fair. Mr. Fackerty, you're going to do it, aren't you? Uh, oh, yes. Did you uh, have the white beard at that point? No, it was really ginger. And the, it was in those days you had like a hooded cloak kind of thing, not a proper jacket. And this awful cotton wool beard. And you could see ginger beard around the edges of the oh. cotton wool beard. <laughs> Nearly all the children believed it was the real Father Christmas as it was then. Uh, except my kids. So, why did they make you dress up, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joe? When were your belief years and when were your... Oh, years? I'm not sure I ever believed. I think the fact that I always saw the presence... Mm. around the house. They were so poorly hidden in the small house that we had that I, I don't remember the years that I believed, if I'm honest. That sounds really sad. It does a little bit that you didn't have any period of your childhood where you could believe in Father Christmas. I can mm. start crying. <laughs> oh, Tom, it's all right, love. It's all right. <laughs> Got two Father Christmas, Christmases, one on either side, telling me it'll be all right, and I believe you both. <laughs> What, what about you? Were you a believer? Yeah, so a classic younger child, or not the oldest child, I think I got told by my big sister. And I think my supplementary question, the first one I fired her, was, do we still get presents if it's mum and dad? She went, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. It's so <laughs> quite, quite mercenary approach at the age of <laughs> seven or eight. Do you actually get Christmas Day off? Christmas Day is a lovely day. I very rarely have to work it. Have you ever worked Christmas Day? I have. Oh. Yeah. I'm willing to, because... My grandchildren come over on Boxing Day, so we have our Christmas on Boxing Day. But Christmas Day is especially lovely because I have a very special treat meal on Christmas Day. And it's not the usual? Well, it is for me. <laughs> what is it? Cottage pie and peas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Father Christmas has cottage pie and peas? Mm, with real meat, because my wife and son are vegans. Oh, so no. a lot of the time, I just I might have some ham or something, but that day, Matt cooks me a proper cottage pie. Or sometimes a shepherd's pie, depending on you know, what we go with. You know the part you said where you're willing to work on Christmas Day? Yeah. Because, you know, it can be special and stuff like that. But is it also because you can charge triple... Um, because of Christmas holidays. It is a very expensive on Christmas, but then again, if you try getting a plumber out on Christmas Day, you're going to pay a lot more than you will for Father Christmas. <laughs> and if you get a plumber and ask him to dress as Father Christmas, it is extortionate. Really? <laughs> you have experience, Tom. <laughs> it's a dark, dark secret fantasy of mine. Right, is there some sort of like Santa association? Is there a father? Is there like a Father Christmas association union? union? Not so much. There are lots of associations and organisations. There's the Brotherhood of Real Beard Santas. There's the Worldwide Santa Conservatory, which does a lot of training for newer Santas. And in the UK, we have Santa UK, which is a Facebook group that only Santas, elves and Mother Christmases can join. I think the other ones have got better names. Do you think Santa UK <laughs> hasn't got that ring? It's just a bit prosaic. <laughs> well, I'm so What's sorry. the Brotherhood one again? Uh, the Brotherhood of Real Beard Santas. Much better. 
Which, of course, you can be a member of. Indeed. And there is a British chapter. Is there? What's the? Is there an initiation where someone attempts to a grasp Brit- and a British <laughs> chapter like it's the Hell's Angels or something? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what they call it. <laughs> is there an initiation where someone seizes your facial hair and gives it several sharp tugs to ensure that it's the real deal? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so how how do you get into one of these societies? You apply, pay the membership. Oh, I was hoping it'd be like a Freemason type. Yeah. They're not even test out your ho ho ho. Well, ho 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 is not a Christmas thing anyway, is it? It's oh, here fake. we go. Whoa, Let's whoa, whoa, dispel whoa. it. What do you mean it's not a, dis- a Christmas thing? Well, if you were doing a loth and you weren't pretending to be Santa. Sorry, a loth. A loth. Oh, a laugh. Sorry. A loth. <laughs> I thought you meant a loth. Sounded like a Norwegian laugh. A loth. A loth. A loth. A loth. A loth. A laugh. Doesn't yeah. matter then. <laughs> no, if you're doing. You'd laugh maybe like that a bit, but you wouldn't go, ho ho ho. Because that's nonsense, isn't it, when you think about it? Actually, why do we do ho, ho, ho? It's because of trying to write it for comics. That's how they wrote laughs. Whoa. That's on. my belief. Anyway, back to the ho, ho, ho. You're right, Mike, when you think about it. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Why do you say that ho, ho, ho? That bit's fine. Merry Christmas, that's fine. Merry Christmas, fine. Ho, 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 no good. No, no, no. So you don't ho, ho, ho? I don't, no. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Mike, thoughts? It's fine. Oh, he doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. I'm not going to say it's bad, am I? sake. Joe, it was great. Or ho, 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 Merry Christmas. The Merry Christmas I loved. We've obviously made me dress up, which I love doing. The fact that you turned up and you reminded me of Richard Attenborough from The Miracle on 34th Street, you instantly reminded me of. Real beard, Mm. your eyebrows are fantastic, your hair. I'm like, you could actually be Father Christmas. I was then felt quite inadequate that I'd had to put on this massive fake beard and the fake hair. But your costume's fabulous. Anyway, talk us through your other item and items that you would wear because you obviously don't have to put on a fake beard. No. You don't have to do anything with your eyebrows. You just have to pop a yeah. hat on. You, you brush them up a bit more. They are backwards. great eyebrows. They're full Dennis Healy's, Fantastic aren't they? Fantastic <laughs> eyebrows. What else goes into your uh, Father Christmas okay. outfit? Well, to um, minimise wear and tear on the costume, I always wear a vest. And if it's outside, long johns. If it's inside, just an extra pair of underpants. Then you've got the trousers, boots, with fur on the boots. Red braces. Why do I wear red braces? To keep my trousers up. And the jacket. A lot of Santas these days, and I, I think they look really great, have got these very fancy waistcoats and then an, an overcoat type mm. thing rather than just a jacket. Oh, yeah. And they do look lovely. Yeah. Um, then I've got, obviously, you've got your long white gloves so you're not showing your wrist when you wave because if you wave and there's a little bit of wrist, I'm not keen on that. I didn't... I, your, your gauntlets. Yes. Gauntlets. Gauntlets. Your long gloves. Yeah. <laughs> a nice length because you yeah. could wave with them and they'd still cover your arm. Now, would you put... Would I put I put my gauntlets inside my slit. That's... Oh, yeah. That's, okay, that's good. Um, have you ever thought of maybe accessorising, changing it up a bit? Maybe a, maybe a ring on top of your glove? You know, a little pinky ring? I, or, I haven't, no. A oh. lot of people do. I did have a... The hat. If you've got the hat. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I did have a holly pin to pin on the hat. Yes. But I never used it. So this year in Ely, I put it into the raffle so that some other Santa who will use it could have it. <laughs> Most expensive item of clothing you've had to fork out for? My main suit. Yeah, and roughly how much has that set you back? I have an offer for a new one this year, very similar to my existing one, and it's going to be £800. 800 quid. But that's not an expensive one. I mean, that's why I asked if you were Heidi of Hollywood, because she's charging three, dollars $4,000 for... A, Heidi a of Hollywood is the brand... It's a, 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 the top American one. 
What do you get for that extra money? It's not Heidi of Hollywood, but it's Adele of Hollywood. Sorry, Heidi is a, the, the best costume maker in the UK. Sorry, I got mixed up. You get a fabulous costume. <laughs> better quality cloth? Um, I don't know if the cloth is any better, but it's, it's beautiful. It's got real gold thread and things. <gasps> and your, your reindeer buttons. Are... Oh, my God. Did you not know you had reindeer? I've only just noticed <laughs> I've got reindeers on my buttons. Yeah. They're sticking out like 3D faces. They look quite weirdly nipplish. This is better than... They do, this is much they? better than I thought. Mm. No, don't, don't don't say that about my outfit. No, they do because... No, the, don't ruin... No. The size of the button is very much the size of an average man's areola. No. Well. It is, though. Yeah, I know, but don't do that, mate. Now all I'm going to do is think about my nipples whilst I'm looking at the reindeer buttons. But because they're placed down your stomach, they have the air rather of nipples than teats. Excellent. Udders. <laughs> I've got an udder. Just Actually, it does look a bit udder-like. What about um, a sack? Do you, do you carry a sack? I haven't brought my sack I don't often, today. no. You don't no. take carry a sack? Not normally. No? Because you're not giving out presents? I do give out presents, but not loads of them. But if I'm doing a gig where it's giving out a lot of presents, they will normally provide a sack. Mm. My son's just made me a really nice hessian sack. Yeah. It's not Brown? fancy. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's hessian. Hessian coloured. Mm, okay. So, <laughs> sort of, maybe you can dye hessian, I don't know. Yeah, this, this is undyed. <laughs> okay. It's fine, undyed hessian, that's the answer I was looking for. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was the answer he was searching for. When does your season start? It doesn't start till January. No, it's, uh, I'm getting bookings as I leave yeah. from a visit now, so to an extent it's already going for next year. Oh. But basically... It, Picks up probably in June. We have the Santa Gathering. This year it's going to be, in, or next year it's going to be in Cambridge. What's the Santa Gathering? It's where the Santas in Santa UK gather. As Santas? As, yeah, and you, you get lots of nice photos done. You, you, te you tend not to travel in full kit ever. Like June. Yeah, and especially in June. Yeah. I'm actually contemplating travelling back home like this today. How will you be travelling? By train. That'd be good. Do you think it's... Do you People think will love that. It yeah. will, you will get hot. Should I, get, should you, I do you that? You should totally do it and film the reaction. I'm going to have to, aren't I? I'm going to have to go back like this. Honestly, <laughs> you should. I'm going to have to. What time train are you getting? Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to publicise that. Okay. Well, it won't make any difference because this will come out after you've got home. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> but it might leak. I don't want... <laughs> it must be embargoed. I don't want... <laughs> I don't want people that. So Santa Gathering, it's June. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like this is unfair. Sorry, but you I have a Santa Gathering in June. That's ridiculous. You dress up as Santa in June, in the middle of summer. Only for the photos. No, no, regardless, you're still dressed as him with a load of others. Imagine all the body heat from everyone. Power of small city. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is sponsored by the Warner Bros, Sam and Dave. To be more like Sam and Dave, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show. Become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. on earth is the Ministry of Fun? It's just around the corner from you in Amelia Street. They're the, probably the very best Santa agency in the UK. For, so I thought it was a genuine government agency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right, oh, oh. They're right next door to the Funny Walks folk. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get gigs? Via agencies? Via there the Ministry of Fun? and several agencies that provide, that provide Santas. I mean... Um, Hamleys, at the moment, their Santa's from Ministry of Fun. Legoland is from Ministry of Fun. Lapland UK do not use an agency. They recruit their own Santa's. Lapland UK, have you ever, have you ever done Lapland UK? Was that like a Christmas theme park? Yeah, it's in Ascot. And you, you're there. And apparently this year for a family of four, it's costing just over £500. 500 quid? You get a long day's experience and Santa's just the, the, the icing on the cake. What does his CV look like, Father Christmas? If he's on LinkedIn, when it says, like, previous experience, none of it matters. You don't have, like, a trainee Father Christmas, do you? <laughs> oh, Young you guys who don't yet want to play Father Christmas are often elves. Right. So, so the, beginners the, the mystery elf. has elves that will later on, when they get a bit old and fat and quite bearded, will become Father Christmas. So there's a crossover period where you are, one year you're, like, a really fat old elf, and the next year you're a very young <laughs> Father Christmas. <laughs> Just pictured sitting down with the Ministry of Fun, <laughs> going through my succession plan of starting, <laughs> starting off as an elf. Right, so you're going to be an elf for anywhere between six and 12 years. And then we'll see what sort of nick you're in at the end of that 12 <laughs> year. And then we'll look to move you up a bit. If How does that sound to you? That Yeah, that sounds like... But if you want to speed it up, maybe... Maybe uh, do a couple of years with um, no sleep um, <laughs> and gain around 40 kilograms. We can maybe talk about a shortcut. We can sort of <laughs> bump you up the list a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to talk about chimneys because I imagine my, there is a long list of questions, logistical questions you'll be asked by curious slash pain in the ass kids. <laughs> if they say to you, I live in a house which doesn't have a chimney. Your answer is? Would it be all right with your grown-ups if I use my magic key? Can you see it? I hope not, because it's magic. You're not supposed to see it. And the magic key, just on Christmas Eve, with permission from your grown-ups, will let me come into the house with your presents, even though you don't have a chimney. Or if you're visiting Grandma or Grandad and they haven't got a chimney, that works there. Yeah, I believe you. Well, I, I, I would say yes, of course. Yeah. Although... Grown-up me might go, fuck off, mate. You're not having a key to my house. I don't but have a key to your house. I have the magic key to whichever lock I've got permission to use it on. <laughs> so the magic key I wouldn't have your house key. key. Right, okay. Also, have you got a chimney? Yeah. There you go, no problem. Next. No, but hang on, we've got a chimney yeah. with a fire... What's the name? Like, like a wood fire. burner. Like a wood burner in it. With a very flow. narrow one. Yeah, so you can't... There's no way they're getting down that. Magic key is the answer to that one. Okay. What about Joe? Would it be okay if I use a magic key on Christmas Eve to bring the presents in? Is that okay? Is that all you're going to do? <laughs> like, are you going to rummage through my food and shit? You're going to leave them something out. You're going to leave them out of mince pie and yeah, a but... carrot for 
Rudolph. Yeah, which I fucking love tucking into, actually. You like the carrot? I, I love carrots. Oh, you have to eat it, mate. Make it realistic. I have to. I don't Just like a raw carrot, so I'll grind it so it looks like a thing, and then... Lob. Yeah. No, no. You spit a couple of crumbs back on the plate, because you've been chewing... Oh, Rudolph's been in to chew on it. Although I get, I had to tell Daisy to stop putting out this shitty... Relish. No, it was like this like granola they were putting out or something like that. And I was like, I can't. For what, for like the Christmas or the rain? No, for, for the rain relish. Oh, was, like a muesli. Yeah, yeah, I was having to eat it and it was very dry. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. Why couldn't you just put it in the bin? It just didn't seem right. It just didn't feel right. <laughs> so, I want to be realistic. Do you know what I mean? Eat something. Some Eat people something. put that out in the garden, the reindeer relish, so that the reindeer will see it and know to come down with the presents. So tell her, just stick it in the garden, then you'll have fat rats, but you don't mind that, do you? Right, here we go. Reindeer relish. I'm getting all these ideas just to make Christmas. Stick that down. I've got another question you may be asked, Mike. Um, How do you deliver all the presents in the world in one night? And your answer is? Only on Christmas Eve, we're allowed to use a little bit of Christmas magic. And what we do is my wife, Mother Christmas, and the very clever elves, they're responsible for the logistics to make sure we get all around the world. And every year, of course, there's millions more houses to deliver to. But that's how it works. They've they've got a combination of logistics, science, and a little touch of Christmas magic. Do you never get like a gobshite turn around you and go, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Like a young Joe Milo. That that seems a little bit, uh, I'll be honest, mate, uh, sexist and misogynistic. Why isn't uh, Mother Christmas doing all the thing and you fucking do logistics and all the packing because she's the brains of the family I'm just the delivery guy turn that it's the opposite turn of misogynistic she's the really capable one you should know it's her and the elves that do all the hard work I'm just in front of house just a bit like yourself for, on the podcast oh, you the know way, the, way, the talent the way Mike's like calmly answered that as well has immediately simmered me down and gone oh yeah you're right fair enough you've also missed how he described your role on the podcast what was it? Basically just a face. The talent. The hard work's done done by others. <laughs> You're not wrong. Fucking hell, I've got Ryan in my ear going, he's not wrong, he's not wrong, he's not wrong. You don't only need to say it once, producer Ryan. Thank you. Next question you might get asked by a child, Mike. How do you and your reindeer and the sleigh actually fly? Your answer is... Only on Christmas Eve, we're allowed to use a bit of Christmas magic. Is this your fallback answer for all questions? It might be. <laughs> Try a, try a different one. <laughs> what happens if I'm on the naughty list? Oh, this is a good one. If you're a child, you are not on the naughty list. The naughty list does not exist for children. Father Christmas saw Santa Claus. It's not a policeman. The naughty list, the only people who can get on the naughty list are naughty grown-ups. All children are on the nice list. And why wouldn't they be? That is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Me and Daze were talking about this the other day. We've never done naughty or nice for the kids. Because you go, why should it matter whether you've been naughty or nice, that you then get a present or something. But why are you just... I'll tell you why. Go on. Otherwise, it's a charter for little shits to do whatever they want all year round. <laughs> what about... Mm-hmm. I don't know if this ever happens. What about if a parent starts flirting with you? Um, it doesn't happen. I'm, oh. I'm, I have to admit, I'm not that attractive a man, but uh, you do, you do sub- sometimes sub- get... Um... Oh, you're a niche market, Mike. You're a niche market. <laughs> There's someone out there for all of us. Yeah. So it tends not to happen, but sometimes you'll get an older lady. Oh. I want to sit on Santa's knee. Oops. Pardon? And so you let them. Oh. <laughs> because they've requested it, so... Yeah, okay, you can sit on my knee. Morally, ethically, it's fine. And yes, perhaps your husband can come in and sit on my other knee. That's getting complicated. Oh, it's that sort of pie. No. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess Mr and Mrs Claus can also be into that Whatever sort of stuff. Like, yeah. 
there's no judgment here. No. If that works for them, you know, put some keys in the in the milk They've bowl. They've got access to a magic workshop. Keys. They can make what they want. <laughs> put magic keys in the magic bowl. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake! What is the weirdest present or gift request you have ever heard? Possibly the the one that tricked me best out of its weirdest was a little boy who came to me. I was doing the um, Marlborough street lighting. Nice. And uh, this little boy came up and he said, "Do you know?" My family and I, we don't spend enough time together. Oh. And I want you to help. And I said, all right, what shall I do? He said, well, there's four of us. Do you think I could have the new NES with four controllers? <laughs> 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 and I felt I'd been called in, hook, yeah. line and sinker. He's done well there, hasn't he? But the, I, I guess the most moving is um, I was doing the Berkshire Vision, a, a, a society for blind and near-blind children and one of the little girls came up and I said, and what's your Christmas wish like you do? I said, well, I've actually got everything I need. So can I say, would you give my wish to some child who hasn't got everything Aww. they need? And you think that to me, that is, you know, the spirit of Christmas. That's how Christmas is and should be. Unless it's the ultimate play for a better present because you're so moved by it that you're like, do you know what, I'm going to give you a present anyway. And they're like, exactly what I intended. Ah. This episode is sponsored by the following lovely people. Gavin and Stacey Vickers. Sophie Hud's Choice. Plenty of Nish in the Sea. Nishant Neriath. And here's to you, Tom Robinson. The Engineer. Warren Allsop. Nibble Nibble. Stuart Kibble. The Isle of Kyle Lewis. Half Pint. Julie Lowry. The Gaffer. Chris Hodgson. Dom Newbold, Chris Swallow, and John Bradford. The Slayer, Vicky Lou. Red Rory Herring. And the Conqueror, William Mitchison. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. What's the best present you've ever received, Joe? I got a, a, a steak flipper. So it's like a, a big spatula. barbecue. Yeah, it's like a big heavy-duty spatula, but it's actually like the size of a, a plate. So you can flip the whole steak over and... Yeah, Father Christmas got me that one. That's my... my was that my best present I've ever had? I also got like a G.I. Joe when I was younger. I was into them a bit. And mm. um, what about you? What's your best present you've ever had, Thomas? I had one, Mike, when I was about 10. The way I'm going to describe it underplays what an amazing gift it was. It was something called a power track, which was basically like a poor man's version of Sky Electric. Oh, yeah. But, but it was amazing, and the box was enormous. I could not believe I got it. And when I opened it, it was not only was the box itself huge, but there was so much track inside. There were four cars... It was mind-blowing. Was this electric? No, it was steam-powered. How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm just, just checking. I'm Clockwork. Prepared. Not scale electrics. Why didn't you just get scale electrics? I think the scale electrics were a lot more money. Was it? Yeah, so Power Track was a smaller, cheaper version. Not that I cared. It was amazing. What about the gift? What about the gift? Yeah, you've given the best gift. Well, this is, I think, Mike, the, the best thing about becoming a parent is the, is the joy and the pleasure you can get in selecting presents for your kids. Mm. And particularly because I've got two boys and I just sort of think, what did I really want when I was that age? And then when you nail it, when they open it and they love it, ooh, what a feeling. But you can't remember the one specifically? Yeah, I can. Know. I can remember one pretty much every year. Oh. Snooker table, 
like a little six by four snooker table. Who'd you give that to? The boys. Oh, you're one of those. Do you know what happened? You buy you buy the boys' stuff. Do you know what happened? And make out it's for them. <laughs> it's the year. It, it was the year that basically you couldn't have Christmas with anyone else because of lockdown. Yeah. Dursley was by himself, so we just said, Dursley, you've got to come over. You can't spend Christmas Day by yourself. Murph took the boys to her mum and dad's, which you were allowed as part of the, the bubble. And me and Dursley spent all Christmas Day <laughs> playing, playing snooker, snooker <laughs> getting drunk. So one of those presents that you buy for them, but it's actually for you. Guitar. I bought Father Christmas brought Arthur a guitar a couple of years ago, and then he bought him a massive amp. Sorry about that. No, I was happy. It's good <laughs> noise. But it has made me wonder, Mike, is it better to give or to receive? Both are great. Um, and I think if you're able to receive, then that's a wonderful thing, because a lot of us these days, we struggle to receive, don't we? But I like giving, but I wouldn't do this job if I didn't like giving. Rather have the Power Track, Joe, if you're thinking about my Christmas list, I don't know. Did mainly Power Track come Mainly because you bought me Hoover. an amazing robot Hoover for my birthday, which I'm genuinely blown away by, even if I don't understand how it's going to work. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> give it to the boys for Christmas. I'll give it. I could actually. Could <laughs> but don't dress it up. Don't let them know it's a Hoover. Say it's a robot. It's a robot car. Here you go, guys. Here's a robot. It just goes around the kitchen and very thin uh, fabric <laughs> surfaces. <laughs> Slowly. Nothing too heavy. Can't race it, but it will just keep going all day. Tom, have you had any issues or accidents where a Santa's been really shit that you've gone and seen at one of the shopping malls or the local grottos you've been to or not? Yeah, I think the ones, Mike, that 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 burst the bubble a little bit are either the ones who've got an ill-fitting suit or a very overly lean or the beard is a fake beard and there's a big old gap. Anything that just sort of takes away that Christmas magic. You'll notice that, but probably the children won't. Really? They still... Well, like I say, all the kids at my kids' school... I had a ginger beard showing and they still thought I was the real Father Christmas. So what we're saying is that, you know, kids are much thicker than we give them credit for. Absolutely not that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think children are coming in with eyes of belief. Adults are coming in with eyes of, hmm, let's show me. That is very true, Tom, because last Christmas I, we took the kids to uh, a grotto at the Arndale Centre. Oh no, it's called the Beacon mm. in Eastbourne these days. And we thought, oh yeah, we'd, we'd do a a grotto for him this year, let's go for it. Got in there, went through the passport making, we had to make passports with <laughs> the little elves to get us across the thing and then go through this fake forest. They'd put, gone through a decent bit of effort and then we get into where the Santa's sat in his massive room and it's all chip wood, wood chip flooring and the, the sleighs on the edge there and it's all, it's done really nicely, it's lovely. And then the Father Christmas gets up and he goes, oh, hello children, how are you? Merry Christmas and what have you been doing today and how's that, and, you know, the chit chat. And then he looked up and he went from, oh, hello, and he looked up and went, oh, hello, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, how's your old man? I went, what? He went, yeah, no, I used to go to school with your old man. How's he getting on? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at days, like, and then I eyeball him. I said, no, 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 your father Christmas. Get back to that. And then he wanted to just carry on chatting to oh. me in his normal voice. But the kids were none the wiser. <laughs> they were there looking at all the Christmas stuff that he had dotted around on his mm. desk, because there was a desk there, and which was a bit confusing, actually. There's a wood chipped wood chipped outdoor area inside with his sleigh part there and they've made it look like it's the outside with all these trees but then he's got this massive wooden desk just well, sitting it's the, there is the wood chip for when they made the desk good <laughs> really good from you hewed it from her it was just trunk. a bit where he went and then I left there and we're like 
50, 60 quid out of pocket. And I go, what the fuck was that Father Christmas playing at? Coming out of character like that, just to go, oh, mate, how you doing? But as you just touched on there, Mike, the kids were none the wiser. They didn't know. Only we knew. And I'm still pissed off about it. I might go back there this year. <laughs> yeah, do. Do you think I should? I think you should. And then, like, throttle him? Yeah. Too much? A little bit. Kids will notice that? Quiet word. Probably leave that one then. They'll be so upset Daddy's attacking Father Christmas. That's a fact. Don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. No, Father <laughs> Christmas attacked Daddy. <laughs> I don't think that's going to make any difference to them. <laughs> Who threw the first punch? <laughs> sitting there, Dad and Father Christmas scrapping. He started it. He absolutely started it. Um, what about weird gigs? There's one with about 30 of us on the London Eye. That was perhaps a little bit odd. 30 Father Christmases? Each well, in your a mix pod. of No, no, sort of about half a dozen in each pod. And a mix of... Father Christmas and elves. That was quite fun. I had a lovely, well, I think it was lovely, a lovely gig. One of my very first proper ones, which was actually through the ministry. Yeah. And I had to go airside at Gatwick Airport and um, pretend that my sleigh was being pulled along by a jumbo jet. And the, the pictures when they came out, they showed this jumbo jet and me behind it in my sleigh with all the reins. Nice. And the backdrop was sort of mountains and stars and everything. Yeah. And it was really effective. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm getting paid to do this. It's a, it would be a red letter day. I mean, how much yeah. would you want to pay to yeah. do something like that? Not get paid to do it. That's brilliant. Although, realistically, if you were being towed behind a jumbo jet, the backdraft <laughs> and those engines... Mm-hmm. They'd probably blast you off the back right. of the sleigh, wouldn't they? Right. Where, like, what's happened? <laughs> Where is this spirit gone? Immediately straight to the fact of you're going to get set alight by these jet engines. But no one wants it's to see a flaming Father Christmas falling from the sky. No, no, I know they don't. Over West London, Staines or somewhere, because you wouldn't get very far from Heathrow. Oh, but this was Gatwick. Oh, okay, you might be all right. You might be over Eastbourne. That's true. Right. <laughs> Tom, do you actually, okay, let's try and stir a little bit of Christmas cheer in you. Yeah? I do like Christmas. You've got any Christmas films? What's your favourite Christmas film? That really sets the tone for you. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is actually quite a sad film, isn't it? Not seen it. Okay. Greatest Christmas film of all time. <laughs> um, I tell you what, there is, there's sometimes there are Christmassy films, aren't there, Mike, that actually have nothing to do with Christmas, but you just associate them. Yeah. Weirdly, Harry Potter films feel quite Christmassy. Well, yeah. they've always got that kind of a Christmassy type scene, haven't they? Because they're doing a school whole term. Yeah. residential school, you, you get a Christmassy villagey type thing yeah, in all of them because they go through the winter term. Mm. I love um, that you've just described Hogwarts as like a residential school. Well, it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boarding school. No, I know, but you, go, yeah, you know, it's a residential school. Also, there's Rather magic than, in the air, to be fair. Yeah, good. What about you, John? Diard. Mm. That's that classic one in that people think it's a Christmas film but it's not why do we think it's a Christmas it's film it's set at Christmas oh is it <laughs> is it actually it's a Christmas party <laughs> oh right yeah that'd be why people think it's a Christmas that's why it's a, so it is a Christmas film what would you say Mike well I I love Miracle on 34th Street yeah and I love the Richard, Attenb- Richard Attenborough version the old one the black and white one originally is really good but I like the Richard Attenborough there was a TV version with um, Roddy McDowell Mm. as a store psychologist who was investigating the guy playing Santa. But I, I, I really love that one. Elf. Where do we stand on Elf? Well, I've watched it so many times, it still makes me laugh. And I tried watching it with the boys the other night. They enjoyed it, but not quite 
not quite there yet. With some of the gags, they're not really getting it, but I do enjoy that. That's how, that really gets me into the spirit of things. Do you ever watch, oh, what are we going to do about the King's Speech? Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to do about it. I was just about to say, what are we going to do about the Queen's Speech <laughs> this year? <laughs> but obviously the King will do it, fuck's sake. Like he used to. When it will, was, he, mm. will he do it at the same time, or...? Why would he change the time? It's not his... Put his own stamp on it. Yeah. Like five like past midnight. three. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're doing things these days. Mike, mm-hmm. what is your favourite part of playing Father Christmas? I think really the best bit of it is the kids and then the grown-ups. If a kid comes and hugs your legs, the kid is lovely that a kid in love with you and you look up and the grown-ups are all, you know, they're really moved, they love it. Even Tom, I think, if that happened, would love it. I would, big time, yeah. Mike, what do you do for the rest of the year? Uh, survive on my fat like a bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I'm a storyteller. I, I do some storytelling in schools and uh, festivals and things. And not a lot, really. I do a little bit of Christmas stuff that's not at Christmas. So I do some of the Father Christmas stuff during the rest of the year. But the rest of the year is just sort of waiting for Christmas, really. I can see that in your voice is the storyteller. Mm. You've got that calm, very slow type. Intriguing. But not slow where you go, fucking hell, spit Come it right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Get on with it. It's a slow, Hypnotic. controlled, calm voice that I just want to sit and listen to. Much like your hours own. on end. Much like my own. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you are pulling my plonk. I'm not having that. There is something you could help us with, Mike. Please actually. let me. We're doing some live shows at the, at the Clapham Grand um, oh, once, yes. once a month. Yes. Next year. We would like a little bit of help, if possible, convincing people who are listening to this, Joe, wouldn't we? That Well, you've got the perfect voice, like we've just touched on, that you've got this lovely, calm and controlled way of making the world make sense. So if you could help us convince listeners that the perfect Christmas gift would be <sighs> a pair of tickets or multiple tickets oh. for our show at the Clapham Grand in January. Yeah, over to you, Father Christmas. You know how sometimes after Christmas, it's a bit of a letdown, life goes a bit flat. Do you know what you could do in January? You could come and see the live show at Clapham. Is it in Clapham? Clapham Grand. In the Clapham Grand. You'll see Joe, and I think he might promise you not to wear a Father Christmas outfit. I don't know. He won't wear a Father Christmas outfit. There you go. And you'll see Tom... Tom in all his handsome, dashing young mannery of a man in his age. really hard to like, not... <laughs> See, I like to keep going. Only £15 and weirdly 5 a ticket, and the show's called Things People Did. I don't know if we can work that in. You're not going to believe this. It's only £15 and 5p a ticket. I know. Ridiculous, isn't it? So make sure you get as many as you can, get your friends along, have a proper night out, and if I knew the day, I would tell you. <laughs> What is it, Ryan? It's the 16th of January. It's the 16th of January. And seamlessly, here is the day. It's the 16th of January. Just a good distance from Christmas, so you need a bit of a pick-you-up. And there it is. So come along, and what I'm going to try and do Mike's voice without mocking Mike um, <laughs> at all, or coming across like that. <laughs> so then, why not come along and watch Things People Did live at the Clapham Grand? Go on, you know you want to. Feels like we need a ho, ho, ho or something. Ho, (laughs) ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Mike, I believe there is only one way to finish this episode, and it is to have 
A father Christmas off. But I haven't plugged my podcast yet. Oh, there is only, there's two ways to finish <laughs> this episode. Please plug me. I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> and Collapse of Joe. <laughs> tell us about your podcast, Mike. Oh, I'd love to tell you about my podcast. Over Advent, I've got a podcast called Santa's Village Voice. <gasps> it's on Buzzsprout, but it's available wherever people, wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to Santa's Village Voice. It's not as good as this, but it's my own thing. And it's me rabbiting on about things happening in Santa's Village. So things that the elves and I are doing. And I'm asking children to send in details of friends who've been kind and really bad jokes. And I've had some wonderfully bad jokes, <laughs> as you can imagine. Mike, it is our absolute Blimmin' pleasure <laughs> to plug your podcast, which is Santa's... Village Voice. Which is Santa's Village Voice. And it sounds wonderful, actually. Oh, you get right in character and everything, and you get all these shit jokes. I do. And you get all these bad jokes. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming in. Joe, thank you and Tom for asking me along. And just just quickly, <laughs> do you have any advice? I've got to do the um, the Santa at the school on Thursday. The PTA have, similar how, how you started, they've corralled me. Is mm -hmm. that the one? Yeah, why not? Yeah, they've told, told you to do it. They've, yeah, they've told me to do it. And I said, yeah, I'm all in. But I'm worried about what sort of Santa voice I should use. And now I, w I was going to go for my normal. Hello, let's hello there, children. How are you? You know, that sort of powerful Brian Blessed type. Mm. But now they've been listening to you with a, like a softer, slower, more gentle tone seem to hit home a little bit more. I think the big voice can upset younger children. Oh. So, because I do a lot of work with younger children, I've always gone for the nice little quiet, we just us, you know, we're friendly. We're not, ho, 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 well, child, what have you done this year? Yeah, that would be so awful. Oh, I'm sorry, Danger. Yours isn't like that. That would be so awful. Yours isn't like that. <laughs> well, on next week's show, Joe, maybe you can give us a little blast of your new Father Christmas voice. Okay. I plan on doing that. You started already, haven't you? Thank you, Tom. But more importantly, thank you, Mike. You're very much for a wonderful episode <laughs> with Father Christmas himself. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Joe. Ah, how brilliant was Mike? You're doing your voice again. Aren't I know. You? I'm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm not, I think you've got to make it your own. I, Mike's right. voice is his own Father Christmas. But the softness in which he spoke... That was him, you see. He was doing himself. So I think if you try and... As you, Joe Marler, try and play Mike, it's a little bit of inauthenticity. Yeah, that's me. tough as well, because that's me then trying to play Mike, who's trying to play Father Christmas. So it's As like, Mike. Yeah, so it's like... that. That's like five different people I'm trying to be. Could you do your... Give me your usual Joe Marler, Father Christmas. Hello, mate. Uh, oh, uh Hello, Thomas. Would you like to come and sit on my knee? But when I say that, that sounds so sinister. <laughs> I think that's the the wording rather than the tone of voice. Okay. Just dial it down maybe like 30% and just soften up. So rather than the... Just make it a little bit... Not uh, full... Not, not hello, Tom. No, not, not full snooker commentator. But just a little bit more gentle because you're not broadcasting... Hello, Tom. You haven't got like, breathing issues. Hello... Hello. You can keep it deep. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Like that. <laughs> Hello, Johnny Cash. 
How are you doing? No, fuck. <laughs> hello. 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 No, I think, hello. The, I think the iller the better. Okay, go on then. Bronchitis Sansa. <laughs> hello, children. I smoke 40 a day. And it's given me emphysema. Are you okay? Would you mind getting off my lap while I reach my inhaler? I'm, I'm overthinking it all now. I'm scared. I'm fucking scared about going into the school now. Hello, children. That's uh, it, that's it. That's hello, all it is. children. That's is all that it? Is. it? Is. Yeah, just dial down a little bit. Oh, okay. Hello, children. Hello, children. No, no that's, I want yours. me. Do you? Hello, children. Oh, what if I went like, uh, like a Welsh or Scottish centre? Because it would really disguise my voice. Nice there. South Wales lilt. Can you maintain it, though? Okay. Hello there, children. How are you today? I quite like it. I'm here to spread some Christmas cheer to you guys and talk to you all about my reindeers. My reindeers? Reindeers, yes. I don't know how I can maybe keep it up, but... <laughs> You're right, Santa, it's going to be an issue. I really struggled at points in that episode with Mike when the giving and receiving section of Christmas, I had to show some real self-restraint on that because I just wanted to talk about anal. Did you notice how I didn't even look in your direction? <laughs> when I asked him if it's better to give or receive. Well, it's, it's, it's much about the giving and the receiving. Depends what you like. And then you give again. And, and you receive again. And then, at best, I'll probably get one more give and then it's done. You wouldn't give that many gives. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Three gifts over anyway, what time period? The whole of Christmas. Oh, on the twelfth day of Christmas, I my true love gave to no, me. My reload is appalling, mate. Is it? I, I need a good nap before I go again. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, wait till you get to fifty. <laughs> well, Joe, before we go, let's remind everyone about our brand new monthly live shows, things people did, which are at the Clapham Grand next year. The first one, Joe. We have this in our diaries. The 16th of January. The 16th of January. What could be a better Christmas gift to brighten up the otherwise miserable month? Get this, Joe. We have two excellent comedians joining us. Seriously good bookings from Ryan Lees. Number one, Mike Bubbins. Hello, Mike. Number two, Jen Brister. All right, Jen. And we'll be chatting to them about all the weird and wonderful jobs they used to do before they were famous. The best part is... Tickets are very cheap, which is useful for the post-Christmas period. Can you sell them in your best Santa voice, please, Joel? Yes, Tom. The tickets are only £15 and 5 pence. You can find the link in the episode description now. Merry Christmas, Santa. Merry Christmas to you, Thomas. Shall we have some figgy pudding? Why does it all sound like fucking sex? Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.